Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Griefcast with me, Cariad Lloyd. Griefcast is a place to talk, share and laugh about the peculiar human process of death and grief. Each week I talk to a different person about their experiences of grief and death as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago or you've just joined the club. Welcome to Griefcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey Griefsters, hope you're having an okay week. Um, I've surrounded myself with candles and I keep talking about them. It's the only thing making it seem less bleak and less foggy. Also, there's major building work going on and um, outside my flat and I've been waiting for it to stop and it, it hasn't. So I thought, you know what, let's just enjoy the dulcet tones of, I think it's a saw against concrete. Uh, I hope you're all doing okay. Thank you so much as ever for your amazing comments about this series. Um, yeah, I was a bit dubious about doing a series whether it was you know needed in in all this chaos but i'm actually you've been sending me some really wonderful messages that make me feel like it was a good thing to do so thank you so much for listening this week i'm talking to comedy performer and impressionist jess robinson uh jess is an incredible incredible performer you might actually not recognize it if you saw her face because she does so many incredible impressions she's currently one of the main voices on the relaunch spitting image uh she's been on dead ringers she's been on britain's got talent she has her own incredible podcast as well which is called stars in your ears uh which came out this year as well where she does impressions with um comedian guests and her amazing band yeah she's a phenomenal performer and the most in incredible positive energy as you will uh hear in this interview jess came to talk to me about her dad uh who passed away during the first lockdown so i was very touched that jess came to talk to me when um it had happened so recently and to get her perspective on losing someone during a pandemic how are you coping without your edinburgh this year <laughs> oh have god. you been okay i'm so pleased yes <laughs> oh gosh there's a small gang of us that are like yes, yes. obviously very sad for the venues and the start all of that yes. but personally it's nice oh, it's it? love i mean it's lovely not to have another reason to lose money yeah and 
Um, <laughs> and I feel like I have to go every year. Yeah. And if I, I'm, I'm frightened not, this would have been my seventh year, I'm frightened not to go in case I'm, you know, I just get FOMO. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. an enforced rest. In a way... I'm not I'm just I'm not missing the stress of putting on a live yeah. show even though yeah. I love it once I do it. Yeah. It's such have you, a roller coaster. Have you done any gigs since lockdown? Have you done anything? I've been doing spitting image from oh, home cool. and I've been doing lots of like recorded animations yeah. and things like that and my podcast, but I haven't I've not done any live gigs. So weird, isn't it? I don't know if I miss it. (laughs) I know. I think that's the danger. We're all going to be like, because I think when you're gigging, you just get into the mode, don't you? Yeah. And you don't notice how it's actually really hard sometimes. Yes, it's very anxious making. Yeah, when you have a break, you're like, this is nice, isn't it? It's nice to have an evening, not be like, oh God, okay, I've got a gig tonight. You're just like, yeah. Although I did a gig on, an improv gig on Saturday. It was my first since like, since before I had uh, my baby. Yeah, it was weird. It was really nice, but I found the adrenaline was weird. Having not had that adrenaline for so yeah. long, I was so like, and not nervous, just the adrenaline, like going through your body. And then afterwards, like the next day, I still felt like, oh, like that adrenaline hangover, you know, it's yes. like all leaving your body and you're like, oh, I feel so weird. So it was like, it was really fun and I felt so privileged and lucky to do it. But at the same time, it was really interesting to go, God, the effect it has on your body is yeah, is marked. Yeah. <laughs> It is it is a real source of anxiety, and my favorite favorite thing about performing live is being with my band. Oh yeah, and because we're doing the podcast at the moment anyway, and working together so closely, I'm not missing that element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to have like that's how I feel with ostentatious. You've got like a gang. Yes, and then you feel like oh, it's someone... so nice, isn't it? Oh, it's so nice, especially so as nice. we've done it's solo so shows. So lonely, otherwise. <laughs> so lonely. So lonely. Um, <laughs> so Jess. Obviously, that's one, a nice thing that you're having an Edinburgh break. But mm-hmm. who are we remembering today on the show? Oh, we're remembering my lovely dad. Your dad. And what was his name? His name was Brian Lewis Robinson. Oh, and he was born in 1936. Oh, he sounds like a gent already. Oh, my gosh. Such <laughs> a lovely, brilliant, wonderful, gorgeous man. Jess. So when did he die? How long ago was it? He died on the 28th of March. So just as lockdown was happening, no one was allowed to travel anywhere. He was diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh, gosh. um, Last November. Just November just gone. Wow. Uh, So that was, what, 2019? God, thank God we didn't know during my wedding because that was in Mm. October. So the next month he was diagnosed with cancer and then it was very, just very quick. Gosh. I never, I never thought that that Christmas would be the last one. I kept hope, you know, we really were just so ho- hoping that that he would get over, get over it, get better, you know, or last, yeah. like you said, give you a bit more time. Yeah. So, Jess, I mean, what we say on the show is like you are very new to the club. Like this is yeah. this is very fresh. Like, yeah. woof, because you know I'm twenty plus years, <laughs> like in this zone so like I really feel for you so he was diagnosed in November Mm -hmm. and then I guess so he was having treatment before lockdown is that kind of like were you guys yeah he was having he he decided to try chemo and he Mm. kept getting infections and he kept being in and out of hospital and it was really miserable for him and um we got we managed to get him out of hospital for Christmas 
but his his lung it kept filling with fluid and he kept oh. getting these infections and he just felt rotten, poor thing. And he was putting a brave face on, I think. And mum was being very real, mm. a bit too real, going on. Well, I know, I, I don't know how I'm going to live without him, and he's going to die. And dad was saying, um, I just feel sorry for Jackie, my mum, because. I'm leaving her behind. And I was like, guys, we mustn't talk like this. It's not going to happen. You'll be here next Christmas. You're going to live forever. Mm. And you didn't. No. Oh, Jess, I'm so sorry. Mm. I'm so sorry. So he was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So what happens? So I had a baby just before, just before the lockdown at the start of March. And so... I know what the maternity wards were kind of like at that point. So as you're approaching this, was he in hospital as lockdown starts to be talked about already? No, by that time, he was home in his bed. He was staying in his bed more and more, a bit more tired. I mean, like even the day, a couple of days before he died he managed to get downstairs Mm. uh he didn't i don't know maybe he knew i don't know but he typed all his passwords out for mum but i mean they were so bloody cryptic (laughs) (laughs) there were still like loads of good passwords there were loads of asterisks where words should have been and no one could work it out at all it was like he'd left the da vinci code behind (laughs) or something ridiculous um and then even I, i got a call from a friend of the family who she runs a hospice and knows a lot about palliative care Mm. and she was really sort of just taking an interest in and helping Mm. mum and dad and you know she called me and said Jess I think your dad's fading and I think you should go and see him Mm. and I was really like I tweeted um to see if anyone could you know any place in Brighton I could have a test to go and then Mm. a doctor got in touch with me on Twitter and said even even if you can't get the test you know will you still go I think you will so just do it type things it's bigger than so you're based in Brighton so I'm based in Brighton now mum and dad are in Hertfordshire oh okay okay so I drove to our lovely little village and I had three days lying on the bed next to dad he was. He said to. I remember him saying to mum, "Oh, I'll, I'll may, maybe I'll mow the lawn tomorrow." <laughs> he was so sleepy and tired, and I just held his hand, and I sung to him, Aww. and I kept telling him how much I loved him. Probably I was a bit much, and he just wanted to be <laughs> a bit of peace and quiet. No, no <laughs> and I'm um. Sure not. It was precious to have the... Sorry, here we go, everybody. It was precious to have the three days with him. And my sister had symptoms of coronavirus, so she couldn't come. She had to be out in the garden. Um, She's my half-sister. So dad wasn't really her dad, but was more of a dad to her than her own was. Mm. It felt very, very precious just to be the three of us, how it was Mm. when I was growing up. And just have that that time with him. Yeah. What did you sing to him? Did you take requests or did you just sing what you thought he... <laughs> he wanted to hear one voice, which oh, is yeah. a song I sing where 
I sing basically I sing in harmony with myself. I had to get the backing track up on my phone to do a proper <laughs> Good work. So Good I'm work. Billie Holiday and then I come in as Amy Winehouse and she sings with a recorded Billie Holiday so it's all layered up and wow. then I come in as Kate Bush. That was a bit much for the for the bedroom, the deathbed. <laughs> then um, I come in as Beyonce. Wow. Oh, daddy. And then I go, this is the sound of my voice and he was sort of just mouthing it along in his sort of oromorph stupor. and. Oh. He kissed me and mm, he was such a lovely, lovely man. He was such a lovely man. And it was funny, my friend Luke had lost his mum just three weeks before mm. and had been through the whole same thing. And that was cancer and it, it was very, he was very there for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was bonkers. It was bonkers. So did he pass away at home? Uh-huh. And we and you were there at the bed. Yeah, he was he was in his own bed. That's what he really wanted. Mm. But because of coronavirus, our our family friend couldn't really be there with us. Or it, maybe she could have, but we didn't want to ask because we thought yeah. that this, you know at the hospice it would have been crazy. So we were using um, I think St Francis or you know some hospice nurses were coming in mm. and out. But they didn't, sadly, give Dad enough medication. Oh, yes. And so, and we didn't realise that his lungs were so full of fluid. Mm. And maybe that, you know, the last few moments, oh my gosh, it was such a struggle. He was so agitated. And I think mm. that Oromorph, like that really strong morphine may do that anyway mm. I don't know whether he was aware of it I really hope he wasn't that mm. my that is my biggest fear the bit that I can't quite um get past because it he looked like he was sort of flailing a bit and you know mm. gasping and his mouth was filling up with fluid and it was mm. maybe he didn't know but it was really horrific for me and mum and you know we feel a bit angry and and let down mm. that the nurses didn't give him the amount that was stated that they should give him they, mm. they and they didn't put him on What's it called? Oh, the like the morphine like a, driver. A driver, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which normally at the end, I mean, yeah, you know, I guess it was. And maybe you know, I'm sure that the fluid would have come up anyway, but yeah. it was really horrific to seeing someone struggle to go. Mm. And I wish that hadn't been like that for him because he didn't. He was a good man. He didn't mm. deserve that. And I just. Sorry, this is terrible. No, no don't. Honestly, it's not Podcast surprising. Gold. You're you're so new to this. It's only tears right now. Do you know what I mean? Like that. How it's just pain right now. It's just really, really raw. So mm. of, course, of course, and um, I have be... been fine. I've been like getting on with stuff and oh, maybe yeah, ignoring just, it. It's yeah, you know, that's like that's grief. Yeah, <laughs> like you have these moments of washing up and watching Selling Sunset and doing your hair and then you're like oh this, this actually I sort of feel and then suddenly it's like boom crash like you're yeah. like and you think 
what an idiot. I thought I was I thought holding I was it together. Again. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> that's just it. It's just oscillating between the two. And I said to someone else, actually, because I'm writing a book about grief. <laughs> it's fun times. And um, <laughs> I've been reading so much grief theory and a lot of, you know, the most common grief theory is that you absolutely have to keep oscillating between feeling very normal yeah. and then crash. Because it was like, if you don't go back to reality for a little bit, your brain can't process it so that's when you know you you're just doing your thing and feeling all right and your brain yeah. is you know sort of in the background doing it all and then you come back to it and that's that switch is actually really important I think when you're yeah. in that early stage you feel like oh god have I am I over it what's happening am I normal and actually it's just just human very very human yeah to, yeah and, you know I'm prodding you and asking questions like of, of course well it's probably good for me because I think I've just been you know <laughs> blindly blinkered getting on with it yeah I, it's funny actually it's just reminded me I did a show about the stages of grief oh. uh when I got divorced and I've got a picture of my dad <laughs> dressed up as Elizabeth Kubler-Ross <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious. I must send it to you so you can see it's really funny. (laughs) Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, I think, you know, we talk a lot on the show that five stages is is a very, like, outdated form of looking at grief. It It really is. And to not pressure yourself to go through any kind of linear narrative, like, no, you're going to just keep going from sadness to normality to normality to sadness to sadness to sadness to sadness oh a day that's fine like yeah that is much much more what most people experience really really definitely what most people experience and yes if only you, it was as simple as the the stage and you oh, can go right I'm in anger now that's great it would okay. be amazing I mean I've look, done my denial I'm oh, going yeah. into acceptance I love Kubler because I think babes great theory <laughs> like love it if it worked but you know and she as I'm sure you know from doing the show she wrote it for people who were dying not for mm. the grieving mm. so it really is like you can see if you're suffering from a terminal illness yes you might go through anger denial bargaining and you might reach acceptance you might think well I'm gonna die but grieving people are living <laughs> yeah. we're still here yeah so yeah it's it's really difficult but I'm I'm so sorry you had to go through that and that I mean it's what you've gone through is a really difficult process and to ha- lose someone during a pandemic like and this is you know no one of our generation has been through this before like bonkers. it's yeah bonkers it's a really good word um but in a lot of ways having to be in lockdown i mean i i ended up because because i had um been with my mum and because of everything we were going through I went between my house and my mum's house yeah, I know I yeah. shouldn't, maybe shouldn't have done that but I just had to um because she was on her own yeah, so yeah. I I went between my my flat and mum's house and um apart from that nothing was happening mm. the world had stopped and it felt very right that yeah. everything had stopped it was like that that poem stop all the clocks yeah um, and I liked having no pressure of having to do work. I did do a Radio oh. 4 thing because I have to. Um, <laughs> but but um, no pressure of having to put a brave face on or anything mm. like that. And to be able to do 
a Radio 4 thing. They were like, are you sure? Are you sure you, you want to do it? And I said, yes, I saw my dad this morning. He was fine. Um, no, I just had seen him in the funeral thing and then just <laughs> went and, and did the Radio 4 thing. But I was in the comfort of my own little studio yeah. in my pyjamas. Yeah. And it felt like just something little to focus on. And then I could go back to bed. Mm. Yeah, it's so weird because when lockdown happened... So um, the Griefcast Twitter, there's like a big community of griefsters, yeah. as we call ourselves. <laughs> and I messaged and I was like, how's everyone doing? And there was a lot of people being like, yeah, not this feels like grief. And what I think what you've said yeah. is so interesting because when you lose someone not in a pandemic, yeah. you want the world to stop. And you yeah. can't believe that people are going about their fucking jobs and they're yeah. like in shops and they're, you know, at pubs. And your brain is like, how are you all carrying on when how, my, how my person you? has died? It yeah, just feels so yeah, weird. Yeah. So it's really interesting that you had literally what you kind of want. Like you said, you want the world to stop. You want everyone to go very quiet. And you were, and you had that. That's really interesting. Yes. I, everyone was saying, oh, you poor thing. And in lockdown, it must be so hard. Mm. My mum was like, I don't want people giving me hugs. Mm. What's a hug going to do? It's not practical. <laughs> you know, neighbours were leaving carrier bags with bottles of wine on her fence in this little village <laughs> fabulous yeah you know and she was saying oh god my letterbox is full of cards they've all got corona on them <laughs> you know she she was very like there was a lot of humor yeah yeah I'm sure. Um, I'm my sure sister was so worried about her work she's a um corporate team building sort of a person and mum genuinely said why don't you be a grave digger <laughs> they earn they earn at least five hundred pounds a grave. Be a grave digger. Like there's good so job much now. Good job, so you know. <laughs> they I bet they were very they were like, Well, I I don't need universal credit guys. I'm gonna be yeah, yeah, digging we're away. We're totally fine. Apologies if you are a grave digger and you are on universal credit. I'm sure it's, we need it's hard you. times for everybody. It's hard times for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's because uh, you know, I had a baby just before lockdown and Similarly, like people were like, oh God, how awful. And, yeah, you know, yes. Well, yeah, there's part of it that's like you said is like hard and lonely. But there's another part where you really, you really face what's happening to you yes. in a way that there's no distractions. So I think that must be with your grief. Do you feel like, even though you're saying, oh, you've been getting on with it. Do you feel like you really, those first few weeks, you kind of had to just deal with grief rather than normal life would be like, oh, I've my friend's party I should go to. I've got a gig. I've got this, you know. It was, Yeah. It was brilliant not to be pulled in a thousand different directions. Yeah. It was it was great to have to be home in this haven. And my husband, who usually is traveling all over the world, was here. Wow, He'd yeah. lost his dad um, at Christmas as well. So we both lost our dads. Oh, God. And <laughs> uh, before... Was it before or after he lost his dad? Before, I think, um, his second mum really um committed suicide so we've had a lot of Gee whiz, gross yeah. gross stuff happen since since we were married really yeah that's um, a lot it's a lot for him to take on because I've, i also feel a bit i felt a bit bad because i'm very expressive and mm. and uh i was c crying and and he was holding me and you know literally sort of propping me up Mm. And I was so felt a little bit guilty that he's still dealing with his dad and his his family friend and all of mm. that sort of stuff. It's a lot. 
It is a lot. It's a lot. I mean, there's no... Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And I think supporting someone, like having been on both sides of it, because my husband mm. lost his dad and then his mum, mm. it, it is hard. It's really hard. But I also, I always felt not happy because there isn't the right word, but like not even pleased. I just felt okay that I had, I understood his experience when it was his yeah. dad. Yeah. And I just felt like at least, you know, when when somebody's like oh my god my world you're like yeah I know like mm. you know and that's not to say if you haven't been through it, you can't support someone but it, it just gave me a, an understanding of like yeah I do know I do know what that feeling feels like and yeah and I think and sometimes it can help it can help that one of you is more expressive like I I feel you because I'm definitely more expressive than my husband <laughs> who's yeah, a writer yeah. and much more internal mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be good for them to see you know, you wailing and weeping and them to be like, oh yeah, there is that emotion. And it's also sometimes good for you to be like, oh, I see someone carrying it differently. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that they're processing it differently. With some dignity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there's all the, Class I'm a dignity. real snot on my face girl, you know, yeah, I'm a real, yeah. like, Terrible. <laughs> get it all out. So did you have the funeral very quickly? What happened with... Um... Yeah, we did. Well, we wanted to, we had to actually... Uh, move dad from one funeral place to another because one of them wouldn't let us go and see him wow and and wouldn't let us bring clothes in for him oh my god and the other one who was run by a a lovely man called calming i just love that what a wonderful (laughs) name for a funeral director calming let us take dad's um suit in that he got for the wedding oh um, mum was like, are you sure we don't want to sell it? And I was like, no, it was made for him. He's got mum. So we went we went in to see him. Mum would not let him be buried in his wedding shoes because they pinched him. So he was, oh. he had his echoes if he was going to walk with God, mum said. That is adorable. <laughs> he was oh, in his comfy my... shoes to walk well, yeah, in heaven. Yeah, I think she's right. You're getting to heaven. You don't want to be in like uncomfy smart shoes you're gonna be relaxed yeah hilarious um and i put a packet of ginger biscuits in with him as well because they were his favorites oh yes and then we looked at him and sort of stood there with, and my sister who was symptom free by this point oh, was fine she came goodness. to see her uh, dad as well and god you know when he died from having a really red face it was mm. just white as a sheet it must have been so much effort to breathe mm. anyway it didn't, didn't really look like him anymore but it was good to see him we cried and I put my snotty tissues in his hand so he's got <laughs> them as well put my <laughs> DNA down there it's not right is it but there we are <laughs> it's no I think whatever whatever you need to do you know <laughs> he's your dad he wouldn't mind a snotty tissue like let me tell you, as a mother of two, like you deal with that all the time. Well, he You're just like, has snotty tissues in his hand. <laughs> At least you were symptom free. That's the main thing. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so bad. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Griefcast. With Carrie Ad Lloyd. Yeah, and how many people did you have? Were you allowed people at the funeral? What was the... No, we weren't. We were allowed six people and it had to be outside. So my mum is... We're Jewish. Mm. But mum plays the organ in the local C of E church in the village because... Wow. She likes to know what's going on everywhere. <laughs> um, covering all the bases. Covering all the bases. Um, so there was a notice about dad's death put on the death till in the village shop mm-hmm. where all people that die get just a, it's a till that's not working it's not the normal till it's a death oh till God. and that's <laughs> where the sign goes oh um, amazing so my brother drove down from glasgow just to come and then and then he drove back there were maybe six or seven of us and we walked through the village behind the hearse to the little Albury Church graveyard. Uh, and it was a really beautiful spot that dad, my dad was an artist. He did landscapes and watercolours mm. and it looked like somewhere he would have chosen to paint. It was really gorgeous. It was the most glorious sunny day and there was a red kite circling. Wow. Um, and as we walked behind the hearse, uh, I think, mum's friends had just sort of rallied round but everyone from Malting Lane all the way down to the village pond all the way round to this little beautiful church everyone just came out of their houses and just stood really silently either side some people clapped as we went past and it was such it felt like dad was a king it felt like the most respectful unbelievably touching amazing ceremonial respectful thing it was just uh, really beautiful such honor oh. for dad it was it was really special and and had we not been in lockdown that would not have happened no that's amazing it like, was what so a, beautiful it was it's so kind of, beautiful it sounds sort of like you said this this historic timelessness to right. it of like people being at home, people being not so busy that you're like, oh, I, 
you know, I can't stop. I've seen a hearse, but like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm running to the tube. I'm doing this. To yeah. just come out and pay their, pay literally pay their respects. It was That's gorgeous. Amazing. It was gorgeous. And even Carming had a tear in his eye walking oh, ahead of the, the hearse. Bless Carming. What a nice man. Um, oh, my goodness. And the funeral, uh, the the vicar ran ran the, the funeral and we had some nice music. And as the coffin was lowered, Dad wanted um, the Radio 4 shipping forecast music. <laughs> I so, love that music. <laughs> but it just, uh, my niece, who was being DJ, pressed it a little bit too soon. <laughs> so it happened just as the vicar was saying, you know, the earth to earth, dust mm. to dust bit, which made it all slightly comedy. And we were like... <laughs> Just made everything slightly silly. Like which the was vicar really was reading like, the shipping broadcast at you. So, so funny. Oh um, so we got the giggles a little bit on that bit and that was good. That's yeah. what Dad would have liked. Oh. Yeah. And then what so did you do afterwards, I guess? Because again, you can't have a wake, you can't have all their friends together you just no we just quiet we went to the oh there were people standing in the field beyond the the uh, graveyard as well sort of just watching it was amazing um we went back to mum's garden and we had some champagne sort of socially distant champagne to toast dad and that was it but it felt so right for him he was a very quiet sort of shy man and with a very silly sense of humor and it felt really right that that should be, you know, out in nature. Mm. That should be his send off, not something with loads of people. Yeah. And, you know, he wouldn't have liked. Well, he hated social events, really. <laughs> <laughs> so this worked out in his favour. Really did. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just, I don't, obviously, it's just we've been through such a, like everyone's been through such a bizarre time. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but I think, like as I said on the on the Twitter and all the griefsters were talking to each other, and all of us were just like, oh, like I know how hard it is in normal life, mm. but to do this when you can't, you can't do your normal things, you know, your normal survival techniques. But I think that's amazing that his day that you managed to do it and honor him and. I don't know, it's just like the spirit wall out, isn't it? It's like, even though those people couldn't come, they all came and stood and they clapped. And it's like, human beings will find a way to connect, Mm. even when we can't, to be like, no, no, I'm I'm here, I'm waving at you. Like, I It made it more special. It made it more him. And, you know, I can't say thank God for lockdown because it's a terrible thing Mm. and an awful pandemic. And, but it, it, it really gave, I do feel like it gave us space to, yeah. You know, in some ways. Yeah. And so as I said, you know, you're very, very, very new to this world. Mm. How has it been since then? Like you say, you've already been getting on with it. Like, have you, do you feel like it's hit you or do you feel like you're still in that kind of, it, some days you, you it's like, what? I feel like it, it hit me pretty immediately. I was, you know, real, really crying and and wailing. Mm. It was terrible. And mum, who is so stoic and has only now just started crying about it, at the time said, I can't have all this grief. I can't have all this crying and wailing. You know, so I ended up going home. (laughs) 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 Because I couldn't... 
grieve in the way that I needed to. Yeah, and yeah. it's it, but the, and that's fine. That was she. I think she wanted a bit of space, and that's all right. Yeah, um, that's she, good that you can that you guys obviously have a good enough relationship to go. Okay. I know what you need. I know what I need, and not yeah. be offended and be like, "My mum's not supporting me." Because people do grieve so differently, so yes. differently. Very, very, and, you know, very. It's a completely different dynamic. You know, she's lost a husband. You've lost a dad. That's those are very different relationships. Yeah, I feel. I feel. I I've lost my dad, and I loved him so much. But she's lost her best friend. Yeah. She's lost her person. Who else has she got now? Mm. I mean, me. I am brilliant, <laughs> but um. So I felt like I sh- I shouldn't be you know all grieving and big and cryy around her when and, and she shouldn't need to support me or yeah. have to put up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really. I mean, that's good of you. That's good that you had the self-awareness to see that because I think Call it's hard. Call me Jessus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also with you. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's hard though. It's hard when you're in that wailing bit. It's hard not to be like, everybody needs to support me. This is so sad. Like, I think, hmm. but it sounds like you two obviously have such a good relationship that you could go, okay. We do have a brilliant relationship in a lot of ways. And then some other stuff. Well, yeah, classic. Like all mums and daughters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being there and watching him go like that, I think mm. mum very much feels like it brought us closer together and mm. was a real bonding thing to have to go through. I'm so glad she wasn't on her own. Yeah. <gasps> I'm God. so glad. And I don't know, going back to that, you know, do we be angry that we were sort of a bit let down or mm. do we just you just got to let it go now, don't you? Just got to move forward and go, fingers crossed he was not, you know, it might have looked terrible. Maybe he wasn't mm. conscious. We'll never know. What what can you do? I would definitely recommend when you're ready. Um, yeah. There's an episode with uh, Catherine Mannix that I did, who is a doctor, who is a palliative care consultant. Yeah. And she talks about what happens when people die and how aware they actually are of it. Oh, okay. um, and it's a really good episode and I had a lot of people listen to it and go oh thank you because I thought this meant this and and she said you know often oh. what can seem like oh they're fighting it isn't it's like the body doing its thing okay. but we don't know that because we don't see death so to us we're like <gasps> you know oh my god yeah. they're in pain and she so it, it definitely worth listening to that and um oh yeah I definitely will and also when you're ready you know you could speak to a doctor who has experience of someone dying of lung cancer. And it, I think I know a lot of people who've done that to just go, can you just talk me through what would have been happening to his body at that point? Mm. And so then you can understand like, no, they, they weren't aware that is, that is just what's happening. They were dying. Cause I think, you know, we, we don't see death. Do you? I'm assuming it's no. the first person you've seen die. E- Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it is. No, it is. Uh, I think I got there just in time to see my grandma take her last breath. But then right. she, she was 103 wow. and she was just basically, this was September 2018. Wow. That was, but and, and I thought, you know, I was sort of grieving her, but that feels like, it sounds terrible, but nothing in comparison to the way I felt about my daddy. Yeah. I was so it's a close very, with him. It's very different. It's a very mm. different. And I think also... It's that thing about the nature of death, isn't it? It's like, well, grandparents do die. They are old and you can be very sad and miss them. Yeah. And it, and it can be very painful. But yeah, your parent is, 
half of you you know that's a, yeah. a very different experience and yeah it's just I mean there's no right or wrong there's just grief there's just mm. what you're mm. what you're trying to process had he been like super supportive of you like throughout your oh. performing journey <laughs> he was brilliant and he had a very funny silly sense of humor so there are some silly things on my Instagram where he would make silly videos or we'd do some baking together and he'd be <laughs> presenting how to make croissants or whatever. He was such a funny, silly, sweet man, sort of a bit... Um, oh, how would you describe his humour? Sort of a bit sort of Vic and Bob or a bit sort <laughs> okay. of... Just bonkers, just yeah. really strange in his own little world. But he was so supportive he would make all my props... Oh, for all of my Edinburgh shows. He would come up to all of my Edinburgh shows. He'd come and see everything. He'd make posters and flyers when I was trying stuff out in the Village Hall, which I did every year. Oh. Yeah, so supportive and proud. He really was. And I'm so glad, actually. I, I did... Um, one of the last things he saw me do was The Guilty Feminist, which mm. he and Mum, I said, it went on quite a bit. And I said... Um, you know, go 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 now if you want to. I text them. Um, and Mum was like, we're already in a taxi. <laughs> but um, they came to see The Guilty Feminist at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, wow. And I sung Dad's favourite song, One Voice, there. It was amazing that he could have seen me do that. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's it, so, That was so really wonderful. amazing. So there was lots of sort of proud moments that he had yeah and was and also I was so proud to, to show him off because he was such a sweet man it was so yeah and obviously he was at your wedding as well so you yeah. like but it must be I just think what you've been through this past year do you ever have a sense of like I'm sorry what the hell just happened because you've gone from like you said happy celebration of wedding to these these griefs these deaths and then a pandemic and um no I don't <laughs> that's good I don't I mean, maybe if it happened to someone else or maybe like on paper, but it doesn't yeah, feel when like... it's your I life. Just, I just, yeah, I've just sort of kept moving forward. I mean, mm. three weeks after Dad went, I got in touch with my band and went, should we make this podcast then? And just started making uh, this ridiculous podcast called Stars In Your Ears, which is all sort of musical comedy really silly and frivolous I guess it's the sort of thing my dad would have liked and would have mm. wanted me to get on and do he wouldn't have you know chin up he used to say <laughs> or, or I'll have to get you a chin bra <laughs> <laughs> stupid <laughs> um uh and so we just just got on and and mm. and made this thing which he would have just loved and it was something to throw myself into. Yeah, did you feel that consciously, like, I yeah. need a something? Yeah. I need a little pot to just keep stirring while yeah. this is going on? Yeah. yeah. And it was all-consuming and mm. brilliant to, to do. And, you know, I'm really proud of it. And then I had the break. There was a little break afterwards, after the first series. And I expected to... There were, I had lots of moments during that point, and still up to now where I, I keep catching myself going, oh, I'm feeling happy. Mm. Oh, I'm not sure if that's okay. 
oh dear I'm oh I'm feeling happy oh dear yeah it's so common it's so common and I think again it's like trying to take off this pressure of what grief should be like as if oh I should be wearing black wailing and miserable yeah and it's like that just isn't life that isn't how days work like and you know I had an acting teacher once that said like no emotion lasts longer than three seconds like as an actor like so don't just like constantly wail in a scene (laughs) oh that's interesting it's good isn't it but it made me think about grief because I was like this idea that you can stay in this place of misery constantly is not true you can't and I have had howling wailing sessions and then been like god I really need to do my paint my toenails what should I what color and then you're like what where's that come from it's like your brain wanders about the place and yeah I think if you can find happiness it's precious and like again my husband who's lost both his parents always says like the shit is gonna come like the sad bit will be there so Mm. don't worry if you're happy don't be like oh am I happy because like it won't last just like the sadness doesn't last all of these things are temporary just enjoy the happiness while it's there because a sad day will be coming your way no like don't worry don't worry about it yeah like it just (laughs) I know it sounds really morbid sorry you will be sad again Jess um but like you will and then you'll be happy again I think if you can just I think the best thing with grief is just to let it be just be like okay this is how I feel today okay like rather than be like is this okay do I feel like this what am I is this bad does this mean I'm not honoring him all of these things and yes am I heartless I sometimes think I must be so hard to (laughs) to be happy looking at the sea on on the beach or I must be such an asshole to be you know going going to the shops no just a human trying to get through the day Mm. and I'd say you know again as someone who's 20 years in and obviously every grief is so different but like Mm. it just ebbs and flows and if you can find yeah like if you can just have some normal days amazing because that that is how your body copes that's how you cope with what's happened to you and then as it goes on because you don't it doesn't magically go away Mm. like it's important almost to I guess almost to like store the good days like store them up to give you strength to get through the bad ones so it's like don't feel bad for them you're not heartless you're just existing in in an insane situation as well to and I remember reading something at the start of lockdown, someone, someone else talking about death and being like, this is trauma on top of trauma. Like mm-hmm. your dad dying is, is is tragic. Your dad dying during a pandemic when everything is so strange is another layer to to unpick and to deal with. So yeah, you're not, you're, you're not a heartless. You're not at all. That's no. just what I think. No, so. <laughs> I guess, I guess it should be sort of how lucky, how lucky that I can still laugh about stuff or... Yeah, you not know. even. I mean, I think sometimes when we do the how lucky to ourselves, it's like another way of being Make mean. Do you know what guilty. I mean? Of like, <laughs> yeah. you're so, you should be so happy. What's wrong with you? Like, it's like when you know you, if you see some, I mean, I'm saying this to you as a performer, you know, if someone gets a job and you're like, <gasps> and then you're like, how dare you be jealous of them? You've got everything you need. Don't let, and you're like, I, like, just let yourself have the feeling, you know, just like, yeah, yeah, that's just, true. it's okay. Some days it's, some days it's easier, some days it's not. And like, that is just going to be the case for like a, a, a while, you mm, know, mm, Are you, have mm. you been able to visit the, the grave and everything? Yeah, I've, I've, I've gone there quite a bit. I like to lie down next to him. 
Um, Why not, Jess? Whatever works. <laughs> I just like to lie on. I said, lie down, Mum. And she went, no, no, no. You can do that if you want to. I just stand here. Mum um, wasn't keen. I that's don't know enough. whether it's just because that's how, what it was like when he was dying. I was just on the bed yeah. next to him. So I just like to lie down on the cool grass in this beautiful <laughs> patch next to him. And um, sometimes I put my mouth to the ground and go, Hello, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Daddy, it's Jessie! Which is ridiculous. But, uh, you know. Are the people in the graveyard at this point? <laughs> <laughs> is there someone next to you weeping, being like, you're waking my one up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you stop? Just keep so it down, funny. keep it down a little bit. Why not? Mom, I mean, God, whatever works. Well, like, it's so silly, isn't it? Mum said, um, I went to visit the grave today and Nelly did a little wee on it. It's very sweet. <laughs> like, it's just bonkers. Such a silly family, really. Just having a nice time. That's nice, about. Jess. That's <laughs> so nice. I mean, it sounds like you have made the best of what is a really difficult time and a really difficult mm. situation. And I get a real sense of like the love that, that you have as a family with each other. And obviously, like you said, there's always things in a family that make things interesting but um I very much get the sense of how much he loved you and you loved him and like that that for surviving grief is like one of the biggest things if you if you know that they loved you it's it it's very helpful oh god and I really I know that he loved me and um although sometimes he couldn't say it you'd go all right I'm gonna go now love you daddy and he'd go yup so (laughs) Not very good at expressing himself sometimes, but he did tell me he loved me other times. And um, and when he was dying, oh, daddy, he was so lovely. He was so lovely. I feel so grateful yeah. that I had such a good, lovely relationship and he was such a nice daddy to me. Mm. I'm so lucky because it would have been even worse. I know people lose, you know, close family members and it's there's a whole sort of confusing thing on top of it because I didn't have an, a nice relationship yeah. or, you know. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, f- I feel blessed in that way. I feel really grateful in that yeah. way. That Yeah, and I think that's, it's it's like, I we always talk about this on the show, like the all you can do for your children really is like love them so hard so yeah. that when you go, they know. They know they were loved. And like you said, people people don't have that and it's really hard mm. and that does mm. add a, a layer, another layer to grief of trying to work through when you have a difficult relationship with someone who's now not here. So you can't yeah. even have those conversations with them. Mm. So the fact that you... <laughs> the fact that you can shout hello daddy down to his grave I think is like <laughs> just really nice. It's just like, wow, you guys had a really good relationship. You know, there's no like awkwardness about that or there's things I can't say to you. It's just like, no, no, I'm getting down on the grass and I'm saying hello. Like that is, (laughs) wow, that is, he was a good dad. He was a really good dad. Yeah. Well, Jess, thank you so much for coming to talk to me about him. Oh, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Sorry for the blubbing. Um, But again, you know, that lasted three seconds and here I am all happy (laughs) again. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. You can follow Jess on Twitter at Jessie Robinson. She's also on Instagram as well. And her podcast, Stars in Your Ears, is available from all good pod apps. 
You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Griefcast. The show is edited by Kate Holland. The music was provided by The Glue Ensemble. Artwork is by Jade Perkin. And remember, you are not alone. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.